Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 155. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And Ian. Hey! And of course, the dumbass himself. Beware, the octopus walk. <laughs> yes. How is you everybody doing? Do you get that reference? What? Yes, mm, I do. I don't know if I get it. I don't. Uh, I know that uh, I know that Jen would because she's the one who pointed me toward that show. Which show is it? Drawn Together. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That is Ow. a. That is a. That was see. years ago. I okay. sent you guys a link to information about the Octopus War. Okay. All right. I, I remember watching the show, but yeah, it's, it's been a long been time. So long. Okay. Well, how is everybody doing this week? Uh, doing all right. This evening. Pretty good. Yes. Good. Mac. Ian? I mean, Ian? Good for the most part. Yeah, no, nobody cares anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, do we have anything going on? I installed Windows 10. I installed Ubuntu 16.4. Uh-oh, I lost somebody. Uh, I'm not sure who it was. I lost, is Dumbass, you there? I think oh, we know where, who. Oh, where has my dumbass gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? He probably got got by the uh, octopus wall. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see. If Am I back? Can... Oh, was good, he's back. left? Yes, you left. You're back now. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on there. I guess it must have been my connection. I, I, I think so, because uh, I didn't lose anybody else. So. Alrighty. All right, good. Well, let's move on then. Now that we're all back again. <laughs> okay, good. So, uh, we got some interesting feedback um, from listener Stephen. It's Stephen, right? Or Steve or Stephen? It wasn't Stephen Wright. It was, I don't Steven. think that his... Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't Stephen Wright, though. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I believe it's pronounced Steven. Steven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what's the what's the plural of? Was it Steve I? Oh, okay. All right. So he wrote us an, a lovely. He wrote us a nice letter, um, and uh, he said that um, we we used the, when we were talking about Japanese cynical porn, which he appreciated the segment, um, that we used the plural octopi, and he thought that uh, th- that he he said we used the wrong plural that we should use either octopuses. Or octopods. And uh, Terry wrote him back and, and thanked him for the correction and so glad that he enjoyed the podcast. And uh, I really think that she dropped the porpoise on this whole cephalopod thing. <laughs> so I went looking because I, I because I always thought that octopi was the plural. Well, it is our usage. It is. So and that so that's exactly my point. So what I found is that um the octo, if it if it was it was if it was from Latin and it was the masculine, the plural would be octopi, but it's not. We got we got it from the Greek, and so the Greek pluralization would be octopods. Um, but because we brought the the word into English, we can pluralize it with the English, so it becomes octopuses. So the correct, so the most correct use um, plural in in the English language should be octopuses and then octo octopods should be the second it would also be correct because it's from the greek and octopi would technically be incorrect but because of the way that language works because of the way language works because of what we all understand right so if everybody is using something in properly eventually it becomes the proper way to use it such as ain't well the yeah and that one um video that uh, you posted in here uh, the girl pronounced it octopodes. Yeah, which was which weird, is, right? Yeah, yeah, so maybe I, I, I don't know if that if that I guess that might be how it would sound in the in in Greek, maybe. Maybe it would be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I think it would. Uh, so base. So really, our listener is technically correct um, that 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 octopi is not the proper plural. But I it, well, I mean, it depends on um, because language. Okay. People like to like language to have like really solid rules. People think that it should have really solid rules, but the truth is that language rules. Language is messy. It comes and back. Rules, comes, oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying. And rules are often only you know guidelines, and things can change at any time. And different uh, communities can have different ways of saying things. So it comes back to the usage. What is so? Whatever the most common usage of something is, eventually becomes correct. And in this right. case. I, the article I put in says that octopuses and octopods are the are the two are used equally common, and octopodes is is the least common. But quite frankly, 
I have nobody when I have because I've been asking everybody what's the plural of octopus. Everybody says octopi. It is the most common plural that I can find in, of course, my my small sample set. But it seems to be the most common plural for octopus, which is kind of ironic because it's it's really gained strength as the plural for octopus, but it's lost a lot of ground as a dessert. <laughs> Anyway, so, I think that would wouldn't that be one of the more savory pies rather than a dessert pie? <laughs> so anyway, so I um I you know I wrote our listener back and thanked him and 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 I expressed to him why I thought it was okay to use um octopi and he wrote me back and said yeah that um that you know what he uh um he appreciated my viewpoint on it but he would still continue to use octopuses. <laughs> so you know, well, and, then, and this is this is one example too of where um, the the grammarians have just made up the rule, like um, uh, like they don't do it as much anymore. But uh, back when this was first out, uh, they were there was this big movement to try to make the English language a lot more regular. With, yeah, uh, the English language is a is a nightmare. It's yeah. it's got its own its own rules that don't apply to every instance. Um, you know, there's a there's a routine, I think it's Brian Regan talking about uh, plurals that he was taught when he was a kid. And no, it would be moose, Brian. Moose eye. Yeah. What would the plural for foxes be? Fox eye. Foxen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, it ended up being far more interesting than I thought it was going to be. when Because I thought for sure that, this, that there would be just a, a straight answer. And there wasn't. There really isn't. Uh, there isn't really yeah. an answer to this. All three are acceptable pluralizations for octopus. It gets even weirder. So I was looking up um, – I, I continued to do some looking. Um, platypus is even weirder because there is no accepted – there is no technically no accepted plural. You, so you do see the same kind of things. You see um, platypi and platypuses and platypods. Well, the reason there's no accepted plural on that one though is because there is only <coughs> one platypus. Oh, that's it. Just, just yeah, one, just one. He wears and it's a, that. It's that. It's that fucker on the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Agent yeah. P. <laughs> anyway, so I, I don't want. I, I, I want to reiterate. Our listener was technically correct, right? It, oh yeah, it, yeah. And, and so, but it, but it sent me down a rabbit hole that was far more interesting than I expected it to be. It was, it was a lot of fun to get that kind of feedback and and to and be able to go somewhere with it. So I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with that one. Everybody's correct. Yeah. So anyway, so I really appreciated the I really appreciated the feedback because it uh, it opened my eyes to something that I I had I I mean I'm terrible with the English language as it is, but plurals are far more complicated than I realized. So yeah. So I had a lot of fun. Anything else, guys? All right. Well, well then now, it's actually oh. actually I do have a question. Now I'm wondering if if hippopotami is. <laughs> I, I think that you we can stick with hippopotamuses. Oh hey, what's the plural for octopusoir? <laughs> Octopusy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. It's time to whip it out and masturbate with the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, I'm going to let Dumbass do this. It's, it has both our names on it, but this, but the comic book art, sexy, or sexy, or comic book art, sexy or sexist. And they're talking about women in, um, in, uh, in comic books. Right. And um, I thought this was interesting because I remember we talked about it a while ago. I forget exactly what conclusion we came to or how we, how I should have like looked up the episode, but. <laughs> We, we talked about this before about uh, one girl uh, complaining about uh, um, a lot of the uh, uh, sexualized imagery in uh, superhero comics, and uh, this seemed like a good opportunity to revisit it. Um, it this is uh, the same uh, the same uh, girl that uh, uh, did videos that we were talking about last week, uh, Liz Lapointe or Lapointe, whatever. Um, and she did a very interesting episode, uh, talking about, uh, and her position was that, um, that there's nothing wrong with, uh, sexualized comic book, uh, art. And I wanted to see, uh, what you guys think about it. And, uh, have your, has, have your views evolved since our last episode where we did, uh, this issue? I don't know, you know what our positions were. 
yeah. on that. But uh, after, especially after watching her um, the video, I am I I appreciated what she said that she doesn't. It, part of the issue was was women in awkward poses that uh, that somebody couldn't actually couldn't actually do, and then she does one, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great, but. It was interesting because her point was that these are comic books. They're not reality, and I right. don't go to comic books for reality. So I don't really have a problem with this. Well, the the comic book art, both art of male and female characters, they are highly idealized. Yeah, and, and they do impossible stuff. You look at some of the positions they'll have Spider-Man in. It's like, yeah, that doesn't look like your body should be able to bend that way. And if you do bend it that way, it's gonna hurt. Well, but he has the proportionate, he has the proportionate yoga of a spider. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're supposed to make him look like he's able to be really flexible and yeah. get into places like a spider. So that yeah, kind of makes think, sense there. So it, it, the, the positioning thing is not just, they, they do it to the male characters just as much. Sure. They, they don't try and overly, I don't think they turn it into as much of a runway pose. As they do with the female characters, I will admit, if you look at the female characters, quite often the way they possess them is a runway pose, almost. Yeah, I think well, I, I think what uh, males and females tend to find sexy are a little bit different, so that probably explains that. I mean, males yeah. will probably react more to a woman in in a, in a position where yeah. you know they're showing like thrusting out their breasts or whatever, arching their backs. And also, even though women are reading comics like crazy right now the main mentality still is you're selling to the um the male population and so the the artists are oh. still going to favor the stuff that they think is going to appeal to um men over women is that and changing the, at all the majority of the artists are still men yes ah okay and men tend to draw women like they want to see women now you can go back to look at some of the rob liefeld stuff where the women don't even make sense well and you get some I, weird body shapes that are very Ian, unattractive. Ian, um, I, I, I specifically was referring to comic book artists. And you forgot <laughs> Rob Liefeld. Now, I know we, uh, I think we, we did a thing before where we looked at a comparison between, like, how uh, how male superheroes would look if they had the same poses and yeah. same type of skimpy costumes as female superheroes. Um, and, uh, and and that's a, a thing, too. But, you know, like, what, what you it looks ridiculous in a male, but then... The thing that you find sexy in a male that most uh, people who are attracted to males would find sexy in a male are different than what people who are attracted to females usually find sexy in females. With males, they tend to place males in powerful, uh, dominant poses. Females, they tend to place in extremely flexible. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Except for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And Daredevil's had some um, funky poses as well with overly flexible so, you know, it, it, it depends on how they're trying to portray the character. But if you look through comics, um, you know, you'll find you'll find some really absurd um, body shapes, really absurd positions, uh, you know, for both male and female. It goes both ways in the comics. But no body shape more absurd than anything drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. If you if you draw a chest that you could actually put drinks on without having to support them and they will not spill. That is yeah, not a chest. And somehow Captain America is standing, facing the, the right, but his chest is facing straight ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, there, there's some... Well, I feel, uh, if you look through some of the artwork he's done, I don't think he understands the human body. Uh, could you rephrase that, Ian? Could you rephrase Some of the scribblings that? he's done? Better. I like that better. <laughs> New choice. <laughs> <laughs> No? Okay. <laughs> but, but, so, yeah, go, go with the, her basic idea. It's fantasy. It's not supposed to um, depict reality in any way, shape, or form. You do it for fun. You do it to get a, into the mindset of this is a fantastic world. This isn't real. Just enjoy it. I, I guess the, the, the question is, is it degrading women somehow? Is there something that we're missing here that we're not talking about? That's a trickier one because I, I think it can go either way, but part of that comes from intention. I don't think it's the intention. Okay. And I think that that's valid. I think that I think be, that that Especially intention nowadays, is important. More more. If you I, look back, oh, go ahead. It, 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 I'm not entirely sure I understand the complaint about that degrading woman. I think it, if I think about it, I think it may be about uh, the idea of focusing on a woman's um, sexual beauty rather than on anything else about her, which I think 
uh, is kind of avowed. And, and if you've got a character who all she's got going for her is her physical beauty, then that's a pretty, you know, pretty lazy character design. Yeah, the early Fantastic Four comics were horrible about how they treated um, Susan Storm, the Invisible Girl. <laughs> Um, oh, even some of the later things about her, I mean. But, have, well, and let's just let's just talk about the fact that she's the invisible girl. Yeah, well, yeah, it took in what the 80s when she finally became the invisible woman and they developed her to a much stronger character. Although they did some weird stuff with her in the 90s. But when it I first mean, came out, there was like in the they had like the Fantastic Four reboot in like I think 2003, 2004, something like that. And I remember in the first episode of that one of the first things that Sue Storm did after, like, uh, Johnny got kidnapped, like, she fainted. That that was one of the first things she did in the first episode of the show. And I thought, wow, that's a big feminism yeah. fail. That, that, that's when they messed up. And like I said, season one, if you look at the old Fantastic Four, she just was clueless. And th- there was really no point to having her there because she hadn't developed her force field powers or anything. So all she could do was turn invisible. And let's let's the- also talk about the fact that she is mobbed by adoring fans and her way of getting away from them is to take off her clothes and run invisible and naked through the streets. So no, she was pretty useless to begin with, but they developed her over the years. Um, but you look at comics at that time, the writers were, you know, did, did not treat women very well at all. Anyways, you know, most of your female superheroines at that time were really not that bright or just there for eye candy in the team. Or so to look I, adoringly at the hero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, you, bottom line here is, <laughs> you got us going off on a. I know. I know. Like I you were going to. I know. This is this. This is for your other podcast, <laughs> Comic you know, Book Weekly. It is. I don't have any objection to the way comic book characters are drawn. I, I, when I pick up comic books, I pick up comic books for the fantastic art. I don't pick it up for reality. Okay. I do like good characterization. So we don't think that that they're intentionally degrading women. That that's not the point here. No. Okay. All right. Good. All right. I think that I I think that if anything, it's it's probably if it if it does degrade women, it's 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 unintentionally degrading women, and it's because of a a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. Um making the art sexy is what degrades women. I think, like we said, it's when you, you know, make the woman such a cliche stereotype of a giggly, you know, like just what we were saying, just not making her an appealing character, just making her more there to uh, be sexy and be there for, uh, to giggle over the male character. We've come a long way. Comic books are in a really good place, making strong female characters. And it shows no sign of reverting back to where they were 50 years ago. Yeah. So, but to make a quick parallel, um, you know, the, we see the same kind of things with pornography. Is that there are people that will say that women in porn is degrading to women. Period. Right. That, that there's no middle ground for some people. So one. So I mean, there are going to be people who are going to say that it's degrading, whether you know, attention aside. Yeah. Right. So I mean, there has to be. I mean, it's at some point there. You, you've got. Well, I think the point of it. most porn isn't to show uh, vivid characterization either for men or women. Nope. No. It okay. Isn't. So I'm going to ask an interesting question here. Hopefully. So some people are going to say it's degrading no matter what. Are they the target audience, and does the target audience care? Well, that's a good question. I thought it might. Well, once more, I I brought up the fact that women are reading comics like crazy. Yeah. And. Even if necessarily not all the writers and artists understand that's a target demographic, it is a audience that's out there for them, and yes, they do care. And I okay. don't believe you'd have the, um, the amount of women geeks being into comics as you do if they thought this was degrading them. Yeah, that's kind of my point. I'm saying that the people who think it's degrading no matter what are not the target audience. Right. Right. And women who women who are reading the comics and enjoying the comics are going to comic-con dressed as the sexy comic book heroine yes they are (laughs) they are indeed and i appreciate each and every one of them my only my only regret is that political correctness lost us power girls boob whip (laughs) well (laughs) well okay hey i want to help you guys masturbate better 
<laughs> um yeah okay so i um, i had this article here from the so, so um, you so you bought us uh, these suits no i haven't no but i right i, I want oh, to make sure I, I, I thought that was a, um he was trying to get us to invite him into our houses to show us some techniques or something <laughs> no, no 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 i i have found a virtual reality sex suit for you that lets men experience <laughs> realistic intercourse all on their own have you seen the suit uh, i see the suit there's nothing realistic about that. <laughs> what be you mean because the boobs are on the top of it? The, the angle of the boobs, uh, some hammer hitting you in the crotch as what's supposed to stimulate you. Uh, the fact that if I want to get off, I kind of like, okay, let's just get it done with instead of, oh, I better put the suit on. That's going to take me 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> quite a bit of um aspects to that whole thing that I, I don't see any arousal level to it. I, I'm wondering though if you need the whole suit or just the harness for the for the device. Do you need the whole suit? I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know if I would trust that suit on my naked. Oh body. my god! But did you guys watch the video? I, I didn't watch the it. video. It's, it's been going around for a while now. The music um, is fabulous. <laughs> it is sound anything like? It is funny as I'm shit. I'm looking at the suit and does it sound anything like? Go go Power Rangers. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let, let me let me play this here for you. That would be come come power rangers. Isn't that fantastic? Right. <laughs> you know, the... I recognized a few of those words. Yeah, did you? I did not. Mac, did you? You probably got I recognized the tune. Um, I recognize kimochi. That's what they say. It means feels good. All right. My my concern about something like this is that the the Japanese population is the men and women tend to be kind of isolated anyway from each other. Just not just because just because. And this is just going to increase that. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think that I think that you're going way too far. And here's the other thing. Yeah. This 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 will show a distinct difference between. Mac and, and myself, he's worried about the cultural aspects. I'm worried about battery life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I, that I, is a valid concern. <laughs> my main concern is that virgins will buy this and have no clue whatsoever what sex is like. <laughs> and the woman will be like, why are your hands at the right angle to my breast? Hold them straight out, damn it. <laughs> you guys, I'm surprised you haven't watched. The video is 30 seconds. It's hilarious watching this thing go, oh my God. <laughs> I'm watching but, it right now. Are you watching it right now? <laughs> I, I think Stephen Colbert um, did a thing on it. Yeah, well, everybody's Colbert been, everybody's, this it? has been all over the place. It's been all over the place. Like on his old show or the new one? The new, new one. one. I've got to yeah. catch up on the episodes. Yeah, The Daily Show did something about it. At Midnight had it on there. Everybody's had it on there. Yeah, th th this is definitely a thing everyone's been like, what yeah. the hell? It's, it's, it is pretty fabulous. I mean, it, the watching that machine go is, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was funny. I I thought that this, I thought it was great. It's four hundred dollars though, so I, I mean that. If wow, that's it, that's surprisingly affordable. It is surprisingly affordable. It still seems like uh, I don't know for a sex toy. Maybe it's not. I mean for for what it is, it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got the VR goggles and everything. Well, okay. Can you use the VR goggles for other things? I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. Maybe not. Well, if you, I, I bet, mean, can, can, yeah, can, you, can you get new programs like with with new girls or whatever? Yeah, I don't, or, I don't know. That's like, a good situations. question. You would think because I mean the the can girl you make games out of it, like uh, however many boob squeezes in a minute. <laughs> uh, it's like that game you got that we were played. Uh, get it, how, how many times can you get that that, that woman off in a minute? <laughs> yeah, the the uh, anthropomorphized vulva. Right. So anyway, this was funny. I, I mean, it was just, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but it was, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. There you go. For all you single guys out there. Or, or maybe, you know what? You know, I take that back for any guy who's interested. You don't have to be single for this. <laughs> and if someone actually has tried it and it works, you know, tell us. I want to know because I can't see anything arousing about the whole thing. And send pictures because we'd like to see <laughs> in it. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. So, what happens when you send off your if you uh, when you're a when you're a uh, I guess a gay couple 
and you send out your wedding invites, and it, and they end up in the wrong place. To our bigot. Yes, we are. God is so. Um, in Ohio, this co- couple these guys have been together. I think it says nine years. Um, yep. Okay. Getting married, they send out their invitation. Um, in their responses, they get an anonymous response back. Um, from someone who basically says you sent this invitation to the wrong people. Um, and be- claims that uh, they forwarded the invitation to an anti-gay group, and th- that group is now going to be attending the wedding as protesters. Okay. I'm a little confused by, by the wording here. You thought we supported you as a couple. Well, boys, you were so wrong. So this actually sounds like someone who knows them. That's what I thought. That's, That's yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Hey, could you read that to me as Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to hear that too. Or even, 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 even Kylo Ren. Even Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can just sound like Vader, but a lot more emo. <laughs> yeah, uh, not quite my talent. No? No, sorry. Hmm. Now, I have, I have questions about this because it, it just seems kind of fishy. Not that I'm claiming that uh, the couple who said this are lying, but I'm wondering if this could just be some sort of prank or something done on them by one of their relatives or whatever because it's well it's, it's a pretty asshole move to do if you're it's, a, it's a still yeah well they, they, they didn't sign it so i mean they can't get in trouble for it but yeah. i mean it's like they, they said they're they forwarded it to a gay group and the gay group is going to be boycotting their wedding that or like protesting their wedding which is like which is really silly i mean most gay anti-gay groups don't you know, just say, oh, a gay wedding is happening. Let's uh, protest this. I mean, uh, even the Westboro Baptist Church picks and chooses. Right. I, I think the <laughs> you know? normal I think the normal phrasing, dumbass, is a gay wedding is happening. Quickly, Robin, to the hate kit. <laughs> <laughs> Seconds later at the Hall of Justice. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't um, deny that it could be an asshole who's trying to... Um, tell them off and that you know there's not really that much going on behind it but that that'd be more likely right, be just somebody who thought uh, who, who thought they'd just get some attention and uh, like cause people to talk or something and just sent that in well, and, and like it, nothing's gonna happen i, I like some of I mean, your friends are only coming to your so-called wedding to help in the protest yeah so that's that's it's hateful and divisive. It is. It's it's, it's mean spirited. Atmosphere yeah. of distrust for everybody. It's mean spirited and petty. But I like this. I mostly keep getting stuck on. You both are going to get what you deserve. A ruined wedding. Is that what God wants? <laughs> you know, the other thing I'm confused about is: Does this technically count as an RSVP? <laughs> oh. And, oh. Uh, no. no, it doesn't because they didn't say if they wanted the fish, or the chicken. Okay. And second, are they are they going to be bringing something to the reception? Probably not. Probably not. But it's it's worth the question. And 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 just the, the way it's so vague too. Your invitations were forwarded to an anti-gay group in Canton, Akron area. They will be attending your wedding. Protesters will be there. That that's pretty vague. What anti-gay group are you talking about? <laughs> There's a few. I mean. You might as well name them if they're going to be there anyway. So anyway, so this story goes viral, and a church um, says that they are um, a church caught wind of this, and they said that they are going to do a um, uh, what is it? A card shower? Uh, yeah, what is a card shower? Um, I guess that is a that is a like a, a shower for gift cards would be my guess. I don't know. I guess I'll look and find out what a card shower is because none of us know. Um, I, I think it's probably a safe bet to say, though, that none of us have ever had a card shower. No, right. no. Hold but on. You, 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 I'm, you calling, I'm going to Google. A card shower is the organized sending of a large number of greeting cards to a single person or group. The idea has been popular for years, relying on things like word of mouth, community newspapers, and church bulletin boards to spread the message. Now, with card showers from Hallmark, there's an easy way to invite people to participate. Share <laughs> details like who, <laughs> when, and where, and even mail cards. All free online at Hallmark.com. Is going to the store and buying a card too much effort? So ba- ba- we hear Hallmark can help. by Hallmark is what you're saying. That Hallmark actually probably sent them a letter got with the church said, hey, you know what? Do a card shower for them because this is the best way to get that news out there so that everyone's going to start doing card showers again now. 
that's an awfully hairy conspiracy theory there, Ian. <laughs> Have you tried using Occam's razor on it? <laughs> now with five uh, blades. I, I do need a shave, but... <laughs> So uh, apparently, apparently, a card shower is just a a mass a mass solicitation for for support cards. All right. So the, so the so the church is this is how they're going to show support, which is great. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it, a card shower is probably considerably less messy than a baby shower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, by that same logic, what about golden showers? How do they compare? I think those are only. I think those can only be held west of Lakewood, Colorado. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, have you guys found any fossils lately? I have not. No, I haven't either. But if you found a fossil, would you make well, you some... know some of uh, some of Sean's jokes? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, how long does it take for one of Sean's jokes to fossilize? <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so this so this man in uh, Tyler found some fossils in uh, the front yard of his aunt's house when they was moving some dirt around. He immediately assumed that they were from Noah's flood. And a self-proclaimed fossil expert agreed with him. Yes, right. A self-proclaimed yeah. fossil expert by the name of Joe uh, Tyler. Tyler? O-R. Anyway. And he self-proclaimed it. He'd have no reason to lie about that. Exactly. He well, self-proclaimed. I think, I think it's actually Taylor. Taylor. Yes, Taylor. Taylor yes, Tyler. It's the the city is Tyler, and this is Joe Taylor. So anyway, so this guy he he is moving dirt around. He finds these fossils, and he makes this as you know, oh, these are these are from Noah's flood. And he gets you know this fossil expert who kind of affirms it. He's like, yeah, they, yeah, it's it's surprising to find them in in Tyler, but yes. And so I um, his video is so weird. This guy is such a hick. I mean, he is. Uh, you know, and uh, one of the things that he says is really interesting. He says, "Who else can say that they that they have a front yard full of Noah's dirt?" And I thought about this. Yeah, it was a worldwide flood, so everybody could say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, are you saying you're a believer in the flood now, Brian? <laughs> okay. Well, if it was a worldwide flood, if it had happened, then everybody would be able to say that. You know, the, the interesting thing about that, Brian, that you're talking about the worldwide flood is that a large number of ancient cultures have flood myths. Yes, they well, do. Flooding and ha there's documentation of regular mass flooding all over the world. That's nothing new. So, yes, there have been huge, massive floods all across the world. Every culture has stories of it. Yep. Yep. So there probably was a there was a flood, which became mythologized yeah. um the thing that i'm coming back to in the article is that uh, joe taylor believes that noah brought dinosaurs on his ark with yes he does believe and that. that would be one of those lost books of the bible where uh where you know noah and his sons had to had to hide from the t-rex through the halls of the ark <laughs> so so I looked oh, up. Jurassic so Park, Noah, Ark Edition. <laughs> I looked up oh, no, Joe no, Taylor. No, and you totally missed it. Jurassic Ark. Oh. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. There's a fossilized. <laughs> joke. Of course, I, I'm I'm wondering how you get the um, Brachiosaurus on board, considering it's probably about the size of the Ark Ark itself. <laughs> All right, so guys, Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor. The TARDIS. Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor has Joe a website. Taylor. Oh, Mount Block Blanco Fossil Museum, where you can buy his books with such titles as "Giants Against Evolution" book, "Fossil Facts and Fantasies" book. Oh, is this the ICA brutal stone replicas? So anyway, um, they they have a an anti uh old Earth slant to them, and uh. So I mean he this so he so the guy he ca he called to um say that these were Noah's from Noah's flood, which how the heck you would even possibly know this, I don't know, is a renowned creationist uh -huh. with with a specific agenda that is very much I, I don't want to say I, I I don't know if it's anti science, but it's certainly not uh it isn't mainstream for sure. So just remember folks that if you want to if you want to verify your fossils from your yard as being from Noah's flood, dial the Mount Blanco Museum at one eight hundred confirmation bias. Yeah, there you go. And that's six 
Uh, their hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. What I'm amused about is they've got a picture of Joe Taylor here, and he appears to be cosplaying Noah. <laughs> he does appear to be cosplaying Noah. Yes, he does. So anyway, so I thought, well, how long does it take something to fossilize? Um, and actually, that that is a much more complicated question than I realized, which is not really surprising. It depends on what's fossilizing. Probably the size of it matters, and and, and the idea is that you know, you're replacing the soft tissues or, or different pieces of it with different elements, um, calcium or whatnot. And that's how we end up with these fossils. It does say right off the bat, the minimum time is 10,000 years. Right. But that, but even as you read through it, that, that, that's, that is kind of the given number, but there are ways to make things fossilize quicker. And in fact, in a lab, they have been able to make wood fossilize in just a couple of days. So there are other methods for fossilization that that could be much quicker. So in nature, it probably it takes quite a while, and ten thousand years is kind of the I guess the mean average. Um, uh, but there's no guarantee. There's nothing that says that it has to take that long. So I guess something could fossilize in six thousand years, and uh, maybe Noah was right. Of course, that that's not true. The world is six thousand years old. The flood happened later. You know, only about a hundred or so years into it. Is that all it was? Okay, I, I'm 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 not an expert, but yeah, clearly Noah's, the whole story of Noah is in, is in Genesis, and it's early enough on; it's within a few hundred years of okay. Adam and Eve. All right, so anyway, so I mean, but anyway, it was funny. The videos cracked me up, and so I shared it. And it it, it is pure confirmation the, uh, bias. The, so. This thing about uh, fossilization, this image on the thing about how long does fossilization take? Is that a fossil chestburster? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay. So there are a lot of space reasons hunger. to fire a teacher, right? Aren't there? <laughs> yep, apparently there are. And well, let's uh, let's put forward a scenario here. You're an art teacher, and you are uh, displaying a portrait, a famous, some famous portrait that involves a certain part of the female anatomy. And what would you say the proper way, you know, to tell your eighth grade? students what they're looking at here like vulva vulva is the proper word for that (laughs) (laughs) no but jj no it's not it's it is vulva that is the word (laughs) as you can see in the the breath strokes around the (laughs) hoo-ha that that would have gotten the teacher fired most likely so the teacher should have used the improper slang terms apparently because you using the actual scientific word that is used by doctors when referring to the body part is apparently not acceptable in schools. Well, no, my problem is she used the wrong word. She, I mean, she, the, the, the proper word is vulva. The vagina is inside there. You can't see that through the vulva. She would have probably gotten in just as much trouble if she'd used the word vulva, (laughs) but at least it would have been the correct word. (laughs) Vulva, vagina, you know, technically scientifically sound names for the body part, you know, that that have in truth should not be viewed as dirty language. That, that's not acceptable to use around eighth grade students. Anyway, we're ruining the story. So what happened? <laughs> what exactly is the school policy? That's right. What is the school policy, dumbass? Ah, apparently the school policy is that you're not allowed to in other classes or whatever. You're not allowed to provide. I'll try to find the wording in the in the thing here, but it's just a thing about not wanting to. You you can't provide uh, sex education in other classes. How is that sex education? Yeah, because she said the word vagina. She she said the word vagina, and that's all it took. Yes, saying the word vagina is not sex education. It's not vulgar. It's not. All right. So yeah. Okay. Here's here's what they said. I'll I'll give you their their exact words. I said that teachers are required to get advanced approval when discussing any form of reproductive health. I, I don't know. Did what? she show? Well, here's the thing I don't understand is did she show a group of, of eighth graders a painting that had a vulva in it? No, it was a painting. I assume so. Oh. Otherwise, she wouldn't have used the word vagina. That seems like that might be a bigger deal than using the word if that's uh, what I, happened. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of art out there, and they're just free to show in art museums. It was a Georgia O'Keeffe painting, and th- those paintings are known to be representation of sex organs while not being actual sex organs. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. 
Okay. I'm wondering, though, if something else was going on here. I'm not. Um, it was pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, not so much. I think so. Not so much. Yeah, it is. Hear, hear me out. Nope, I won't. Shut the hell up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what I've been reading the article, and she was a longtime substitute teacher. So, in other words, she was never intended to be there permanently anyway, but she'd been there for quite some time. I wonder if they were not planning on keeping her and were looking for a good reason to remove her so that they could put a permanent person in there. Well, she was I, – I, I'm wondering if she was doing a long-term subbing obligation because um, she was hired to sub by an outside firm. Yeah. And so it kind of sounded like she might have been there for a while, and, and, you, and you might very well be onto something. I, I don't know. But in the video, she says that the, that the school um, had every right to let her go, and she yeah. doesn't hold any ill will. Based on what their school presented, they are in the right to let her go. Right. Now, yes, we may all think it's crazy to, to for you know to, to let somebody go just for saying the word vagina. I, I think it's an extreme reaction. Yeah, I do too. But technically, they are technically they're correct. Yeah, I understand that. I don't think that if their policy says sex ed, sex health, that Re- they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. She did not. You, you, I think you have to you have to have a pretty broad interpretation of the words reproductive health. Yeah. Uh, in order to just say the mentioning the word vagina counts. I agree. Yeah, because by that logic, if you mention if you say babies, you're talking about reproductive health. Mm. Isn't that well, baby cute? Oh yeah, my and it, God, that that becomes pretty subjective at that point. Now. Yeah, agreed. It can, that's really subjective at that point. You're right. Um, the, uh, the the response from the school is that they do not shy away from controversial issues. They had concerns that she did not follow district art curriculum. And these concerns, in other, in addition to other failures, were the basis for the determination. So it's not the only incident. Ah, okay. So there, there is there what, more to it. Okay. Is what the school is saying. Okay. Is, is that from another article? Because I don't remember that from this article. It's at the bottom of the article. Hmm. Um, that might be a new inter- uh, something new put on there. Did they? It, was it added? And it doesn't say that it was. Uh, anyway. Well, dumbass, you're probably just not seeing it because you haven't got Windows, Windows tenants. <laughs> I do have I Windows have a, 10 installed. When, well, it's a newer operator. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Running Windows 10 is not an accomplishment. Can, can we say this? This <laughs> this is totally ridiculous. It's not an accomplishment. It's it's the latest Microsoft operating system, and to get it, all you got to do is fire your computer up. That's all you got to do. This yep. is not impressive. If you were podcasting tonight using FreeBSD, man, you'd have kudos. That that would be the way to go. Man, you would be the king, but Windows, no, you're just another schlub. Uh, Brian, I thought you, I thought you focused more on beer, <laughs> but with those sour grapes you're growing, were you going to do, do some wine? <laughs> mm. Well, I do like sours, and there's a lot of good sour beers out there. All right, but seriously, yeah, the uh, the the response from the response at the bottom here. I don't know if you see it now, dumbass, but it's in bold. Yeah, I see um, it. Okay, so the response there does tend to indicate that maybe there was other stuff that that she was not within school policy. It so. would be nice if there was a date that was on there where that was where the response was added. It may just be my computer because uh, that that seems to be an image or something and I was having trouble a little while loading up some images. So hmm. I know I can select the text. Oh, okay then. <laughs> All right. Then it could so. be just me being a dumbass. <laughs> so are we going to have a moment of silence for the for the fallen artist this week? Uh, he's had plenty of moments of silence, but I have irrefutable proof that it was the Illuminati that killed him. But wait a minute, aren't we part of the Illuminati, so we're not allowed to talk about this? <sighs> I'm I'm an Illuminati. I'm not an Illum- no, Illuminati. Man. I, I'll have to go back and read my contract. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, according to many of these Illuminati groups, we're actually the ones who are connected to the Illuminati, so us coming forward... You were allowed to talk about it as long as we give out disinformation. Ah, okay. 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 So anyway. Does that mean we defend the video or not defend the video? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> Did anybody get the uh, the monthly newsletter with the truth in it that we're not supposed to talk about so <laughs> that we can know? I, I, I My understanding is that the only time I can read that newsletter is when I go to the secret tunnels underneath the airport. 
So where do you read that letter, dumbass? Well, uh... Because you don't live in Denver area, so you can't go out to the DIA. I'm afraid I'm going to have to just keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So Prince, um, he died. What was the date of his death? It was like a... Wasn't yeah. It was the... I believe it was the 23rd. And of course, Prince was a very popular artist. He was also a, a very much a um, an eccentric and he he lived eccentrically. He had an eccentric personality, and his death is ripe for this kind of crap. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, so what is the Illuminati supposed to have against Prince? Then? I have no idea. I I watched the video, and uh, and she presents no real proof or arguments. She just presents a whole bunch of you know circumstantial pieces, but you know, some of the. I was reading through the comments, and one guy's like, you didn't present anything to refute. <laughs> Irrefutable, because you didn't present anything. <laughs> well, but we've seen that before in people claiming things like this. They just, right. You know, look, this is my proof. It's like, what proof did you provide? Because it's so. It makes sense. Okay, you need proof beyond just saying you think it makes sense. But that was that was the proof, because it makes sense so, to this person. So they didn't – so – um. No reason why the Illuminati did this? No, no, motive. no, this, fact, no. This may actually be a brand new, this may be a brand new logical fallacy. Brian, you remember your favorite one, the argument from personal incredulity? Yes. This is the argument from personal credulity. <laughs> it is, isn't it? They... How do we know that this is the Illuminati and not the Bilderbergers? Oh, that's, you know, that's, well, because or the of the way people. that Prince... The li- how, how, come, how come it can't be the lizard people? The I, lizard I can... people okay. are the Illuminati. So some of the things that point to the fact that he had some issues with the Illuminati, remember when he put slave on his cheek, right? Yeah. He was letting those Illuminati know, you know, that he wasn't his slave, right? So that probably pissed him off. Um, he's, he did, he's did, you know, um, have a style for a while where he covered one eye, right? But that means you're part of the, right, exactly. So he kind of went back and forth. I mean, and look at the whole thing that happened with Time Warner, right? Where, wasn't it Time Warner? Anyway, well, whoever he had his contract with. And so he, so he lost, uh, he lost his, uh, his albums, right? And he, he, he he was, every time he used his name, he was essentially making money for this company. So he stopped using his name. Right. So he so he, so he made it to a symbol. Right. And then he goes and then after the uh, then he goes back to them and he gets he gets his catalog back. Right. And uh, and, and and then this happened. So there you go. Well, you could just as easily say it wasn't the Illuminati. It was it was. Um, well, the, it was John, anyone... John Benet Bram, Ramsey or whoever, <laughs> whoever Although, he is this week. The, the people are going to do the most the best out of this. It, it, it depends on how his assets are um, distributed, but apparently he has I, who knows how many recordings of stuff that he's never released in a vault in his home. I, so, I heard a number that said that he could release a new album every year for a hundred years with what he's got in the vaults. That's so po- yeah, basically, possible. whoever has access to that and the rights to that would be my number one suspect because they're the ones that could probably make themselves insanely rich off of um, selling if if. If they're willing to sell his legacy, if they don't respect, yeah. you know, and they are the so only. So we're one saying whoever whoever's inter- so we're saying whoever's inheriting that is an Illuminati member. <laughs> well, that depends on which article you read, because I've read other articles. Basically, um, I, I've read one that's saying that he was killed, and and so uh, whoever and whoever killed him, of course, is gonna is gonna want you'll you'll see that they're the person who gets the most out of the vault. You know who 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 does best out of this? Um, I've heard that he had AIDS, and that he stopped uh, stopped taking medicine for it. Oh, I, I I've heard two things. He was diagnosed with AIDS in the '90s, but six months ago he stopped taking his medication um, because he thought God would heal him. I heard that he got diagnosed six six months ago, but because he's a Jehovah's Witness, he wouldn't take the medication. I've heard that he overdosed. I've heard all sorts of. I mean, th- th- there is rumors about. I've heard that he was 57 years old and in poor health. Uh, it's, it's, and that is I know, probably it, it's shaky at best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that, that, that theory compared to my Illuminati one, I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway, so he, I mean, have you guys had, uh, I know that, um, that Ian has watched this, um, the, Kev, uh, Kevin Smith talking about when he was working with Prince. 
Oh yeah, I love that. Video. Oh my god, that is such a kick. And he was supposed. I, I to... still use. I still refer to. I, I still refer to my landlord in the same way I refer to him as his world, like just like Prince World. <laughs> yeah, Prince. Exactly. Kevin Smith was supposed to sign it on an disclosure for the time that he was there. He never signed it. And apparently, so then he went and talked about it in these Q&As and Prince went ballistic and looking for the looking for that. And they called him up and said, where, where is it? He says, oh, I, I never signed it. <laughs> so that's how we got those stories from Kevin Smith is yeah. he never signed the non-disclosure. Well, yeah, according to Kevin Smith, he was pretty eccentric and pretty, yeah. you yeah. know. Well, bizarre. and I think that I don't think that there's any doubt that the guy was eccentric. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty clear. I mean, I don't think that that's a stretch. Well, the the thing about that is Kevin Smith did this work for him mm -hmm. and got told that it may never be seen. It's going in the vault, right? And he was a little bit unhappy about that because he did good work for him sure. and he likes his stuff to get seen. Most artists do. By the way, Brian, if you want to read the comments below the video, you know we were talking about Jehovah's Witnesses last week, last uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And there's all kinds of all kinds of. Uh, too much, too much like Jehovah's Wit Jehovah's Witnessing to actually even read through for me. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of bad. I mean, I mean, here's the, I mean, discourse dies in the comment section always, right? Yeah, they're they're for the most part pretty bad. But this one is like people throw the word irrefutable around like it doesn't have a literal definition. <laughs> okay, I, I, that's pretty I reasonable. Think that, I think that the person who did this video is revolutionizing logical fallacies by creating the argument from per personal credulity. Uh, I believe maybe. it, therefore it must make sense. It is interesting because at the end of this video, there is a lot of interviews with Prince that he did, talking about chemtrails and all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, so he so he had a lot of credulous beliefs too. It was you know he was he was a he was definitely the complex fellow. Okay. Yeah. So. Tell me about Colorado and these IEDs. Okay. Well, uh, I, I believe you'll find that different now. Huge. <laughs> I was just watching the Red versus Blue where they were talking about um, how to properly pronounce um, electromagnetic pulse. <laughs> Anyways. So this uh, is from Jezebel. Yeah. So currently here in Colorado, we have had a very successful teen, teen birth control program going on with, using IUDs and hormonal implants in order to prevent um, teen pregnancy. Uh, according to this article, the birth rate for women 15 to 19 dropped from 2009 to 2014 by 48%. And they're saying it's, it's thanks to programs like this because we're saying, yes, we will help you get the birth control that is effective, that will make sure um, if you decide to engage in sexual activity, you're not going to get pregnant. And, this is why Republicans are cutting it. Yeah. Well, they tried to. Apparently. Um, well, no, they were but, successful. They, they, they were successful at pulling the funding. Right. But money has been found to keep the program going. And it's one of those victories. Like, yes, the evidence is right there that this stuff works. Why would you want to pull the funding? Putting money into a program like this saves money across the board for all of us. Teen pregnancy does not help us financially. It does not help us economically. It helps control. Yeah. It helps keep people down, and it, it costs us lots of money. So to put two point five, um, and it gives our teenage girls permission to be sluts. <laughs> well, that's that, that's generally the um, conservative viewpoint, yes. But it, it's none of their business, anyways. That, that's the main thing. My kids like to bring me stuff that if they if they see anything religious, they pick it up and bring it to me. They <laughs> and uh, um, one of them so they're trying me, to convert you. Yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. No, they 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 are so excited. I have a gift for you. <laughs> it's great. Um, and I'm I'm looking for it. I don't see it around me right at the moment. It was a pamphlet. Basically, one of the things that, that that's on it is interesting is that it's safe to have sex out of wedlock. The answer is no. It's you know basically never safe to have sex out of wedlock. Um, if you have sex out of wedlock, you'll get an STD. Is basically what it comes down to. There there's a, there is a some Christian sects out there that are promoting this idea that there is some sort of magical protection that comes with being married. Wow. Yeah, okay. and so I wish I could find that pamphlet. It is. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, you know, if yeah. nobody had sex until they got married, then that would be true. That would be true. <laughs> that, that, but it, it is pretty interesting that some of that, some of the propaganda pieces that I'm seeing about about basically this protective effect of marriage. Yeah, well, it's a control thing. They want people to believe. 
That's I, I we've seen enough. Well, more than that, it's slut shaming and punishment for the unjust. Right, right. it is. Yeah, absolutely. and it's it's Schadenfreude. If you have sex out of wedlock and you get an STD, you are a bad person, and we get to call you a bad person. You know, that sounds right. like fun. I like calling people bad people. <laughs> I think I might just be, you know, on board with this. Oh, here, this might be good. Okay. The here is uh, this is the real truth. A magazine restoring uh, plain understanding. What's wrong with sex out of marriage? Oh boy, this is a long article. Uh, it, it sounds like it's a propagandist piece. Mm, I'll have to. Uh, maybe maybe um, I'll cover that later. Um, uh, we'll come back to that about how how they're promoting this idea that marriage has some sort of protective effect. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Brian, I do want to ask one thing about the uh, IUD in the article. Why exactly are they using a grappling hook? <laughs> that is that is what they look like. Uh, and I don't know. Somehow that it inserts in and uh, in, in holds in the cervix. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how, how they go in, but I think that those hooks hold it in the cervix. Okay. And I, I don't think it's in the cervix. I think it's, I think it's actually supposed to go inside the, inside the uterus itself. I tense the term IUD. Well, it doesn't, doesn't it attach to the cervix? No, I think it goes, you're thinking of a diaphragm. Oh. This actually goes up inside the uterus. And I think the, I think what it does in the uterus is it kind of, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm like the least certain of the science on this, but I believe that what it does is that it, kind of makes the uterus think something's in there. Uh, okay. I got the I impression think. that it's supposed to block the fallopian tubes. Uh, uh, not, at the, not at the size that it's shown in the picture below. Are you sure? Actually, I'm looking at... Uh... And anyway, nothing can block them because that's the whole point of the name. Whoa. They can't be stopped because they, they are fall-open tubes. Take a look at this. Yeah, it goes up inside the uterus. Yeah. I don't know if it actually blocks the fallopian tube. Sam hmm. says it doesn't. I'm going to take her word on this. Yeah, well, I wouldn't think it would block. I mean, um, most I would think the logic there is it would probably um, keep the egg from um, connecting to the tissue. Because right. Order so to- the, doesn't the, don't the hooks kind of hold it in the uterus, and and then the other part comes down into the cervix? Well, I don't think you'd want to hold that stuff in. That doesn't sound like it'd be healthy. You still want to let it flow through. Now. Well, I think it can stuff can still flow around it, but you've got to hold it in place. You don't want it moving around. It it can it can it can uh, it can puncture the uterus if it moves. Yeah, well, yeah. Brian, I I think that as as research, you you should get one inserted. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting though, this thing you posted, you cannot use an IUD if you haven't given birth. That's not true, though. Inaccurate information. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just if maybe I actually were to read the entire. Oh yeah, look at this. Teenagers cannot use IUD. Wait, no. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, they're going That's through the myths. The inf- that is part of the inaccurate nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, they're, they're going. They're covering IUDs the myths. IUDs cause infertility and pelvic inflammatory disease. There was one. There was one that is no longer on the market. Well, that sure. actually was uh, dangerous, but it's off the market. That's going to happen with these kind of medical devices, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, the program is good that they found funding for it um, because the the Republicans don't want to fund anything having to do with reproductive health. They don't even want to talk about it. They just want to pretend it doesn't exist until you get married because once you get married, it's safe to have sex. Yep. But until then, you, you're going to get sick. Okay. Uh, the way they work, according to Sam, is they, they create a chemical reaction inside the uterus, which stops anything from implanting in the lining or being healthy or growing. Right, that's why I figured that made the most no. sense. Because yeah. you wouldn't want to block that stuff up. You, want, you know, no. that's the natural flow it's that not, come out and be released. It's not a plug. You're thinking of a diaphragm. Right. It, it doesn't look. I didn't say that. It, that it, it didn't say that it blocked anything. I just said that the, the, the those pieces helped hold it in place. Yeah, I was the one who said the blocking thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. wrong about that. Oh, okay. The thing that I'm curious about, though, now that I mentioned diaphragms, is how you're supposed to breathe from one. <laughs> All right. If people were to flirt like animals, this is just a fun little video that I found uh, that I thought I would that I'd throw up here. It was pretty interesting to watch these people. They so they took different birds and they were mimicking them. It, not, it, not all birds, weren't they all birds? Uh, there was uh, one of them was foxes. Oh, okay. Is there, is there oh, any okay. way to find out what they're supposed to be mimicking? Because I watched the video, and I'm like, okay. You got to watch all the way to the end of the video. It tells you at the end of the video. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think it would have actually been better to have it be a split screen. 
Well, I think that I think that the sorry the animals the way they do it. I think the well that okay that would have been good, but the idea was to see if you could guess. I think I think they want to you know because it's it is so funny to watch these people flirting. You know, um, I'm I'm just disappointed that nobody did the grouse because you know that's that's a very dignified and stately mating day. Okay. Anyway, it was fun, and uh, I know they, they what they did flamingos. I guess they did they did foxes. A lot of different types of birds. Yep the uh, the mating dance you really want to watch now. Seriously, anybody who's listening to this, go watch go watch uh, videos of the mating dance of birds of paradise. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic. Oh, they're amazing. It's 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 incredibly choreographed displays. Yep. All right. Well, is there anything else? I think that does it. All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. That that is another one of the camps. There you go. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.